You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, June 16th. Well, I'm recording this on a very sweltering Tuesday, June 15th. It has been a rough day of house stuff. So forgive any loud noises in the background or less than enthusiasm from my own delivery today. Because really, it is a day deserving of far more excitement. Because just like that, another school year has come and gone. So once again... Sincerely, congratulations to the Triton class of 2021. Yeah, I said the whole word out like that. You'll want to mark your calendars for the next staff town hall on June 30th at 2 p.m. Just visit returntolearn.ucsd.edu to register. Now for our interview, Tony Drake is back with more tips on working out your body and mind. This is one I'm going to have to listen closely to. Previously on episode 157, Takedowns, Tech, and Transformations, we heard from Tony Drake, who is a part of the QA team within ITS, on his journey through his mindset and body transformation. Now we are back for episode 163, where we're going to get into specific tools to stay healthy, active, and mentally strong. Welcome back, Tony. How you been doing? I've been doing absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for bringing me back for part two. I am ready and so looking forward to getting started and jumping back on this again with you. So thank you for having me back. You're welcome. I forgot to remind everyone that this is Angie Lou. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta stop that voice now. No, seriously. Thanks again for coming back. That episode was awesome. A lot of people mentioned how much they enjoy it. So we're here, of course, to do part two of it so that we can get into specific tools, techniques, those kind of things to actually get people to um, hopefully go on their own transformation. Let's start with some tools you use to stay healthy. Do you have any you recommend? Yeah, so one of the things that I'm very, I'm very big on right now is intermittent fasting. And the app that I like to use is called Life Fasting, and it allows you to track your fasting hours. More importantly, it allows you to be part of a community of people who are also sharing that same goal. So I've started a group a while back, back in November of 2019, and it was four of us when we started. And now as of today, it is close to 160 of us organically grown in this uh, life uh, fasting track. Oh, fasting wow. and so it's just been absolutely motivating phenomenal and so i would definitely recommend that and uh, that's the app that i use for the intermittent fasting what are you doing when you're fasting like can you give me specifics for you personally sure uh, so typically when i start out my day uh, i have my water with three different uh, ingredients in there and that's pink himalayan salt there's an ingredient called no salt, which is a salt substitute and it's sodium free. And then hmm. the third ingredient is baking soda. And all three of these things, even though they're considered salt, it's not the type of table salt where it would cause like high blood pressure or it would cause uh, bloating. 
it actually does the reverse. It keeps you hydrated. And so hmm. it has the potassium uh, chloride, the sodium, the sodium chloride, if I'm making, if I'm stating it right. And the benefits of it, of putting that in my water, one, it doesn't spike my insulin. So it doesn't cause me, it doesn't cause my fast to break. Uh, the other part is that it keeps me very hydrated, especially when I'm doing my workouts, which are also fasted, and my cardio, which is also fasted. And wow. then it allows me to fast much longer throughout the day. So it, it helps with the whole appetite or hunger suppression, which has been huge uh, to the whole weight loss journey that I've been on. Can you elaborate on how it's a hunger suppressant? Because that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, wait, how can you stick to the fasting schedule? Yeah, so when you, a lot of times when we're feeling quote unquote hungry, a lot of times, uh, and I've heard, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of us heard when people say when you're mostly hungry, a lot of times it's, it's really thirst, right? Mm. So drinking the ingredients in the water allows us to feel more hydrated, which kind of puts that whole hunger feeling away. So it, it's the, the ingredients, the minerals that are also inside these salts really does allow that, that hunger appetite suppression to go down. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that we have to realize too, right? Like, am I really hungry or am I mm-hmm. thirsty? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard from dietitians where sometimes we're just bored. Is, what, do you, what do you think about that? Like, like we, we're just near food and then we're like, oh, maybe I can eat. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes it's a board or it's emotional, um, you know, taken for this, this case here with us working, you know, at our homes. We're right next to the pantry or right next to the, the, the snack drawer or the cookie jar. Mm. And so those aromas can trigger that sense of saying, oh, I want to go have some. But you may not even be feeling hungry. And sometimes or most of the times we're getting food that we consume that doesn't have a lot of nutrients. And when that mm. happens, we continue to get quote unquote hungry again. But in reality, our body is just being malnourished. And so if we take those good nutrient foods in, then that that aroma or that hunger sense is pretty much not there because our body feels nourished. So the the boredom, eating out of boredom, I've heard a lot, of, I've done that before in the past. Uh, instead of doing that, if you're drinking the, the, the water while in the fasted state, it really does make a big difference in your energy levels and your focus and so much more. I'm glad you talked about this, like, I guess, nutrient dense food, right? Like, because mm-hmm. when you're not fasting, what are you eating? Like, what, what, what's, I guess, the balance between like, you know, the time where you're not eating to the time where you have to consume for your body? Like, what's that dish look like? So for me, uh, first and foremost, I always fill up on some good fibers and some good fats and protein. So mm. uh, an example would be some water-soluble fruits, watermelon. I'll have, uh, I'll have some good strawberries, some apple, some blueberries. And that way my body is getting the nourishment that it needs, the antioxidants, and make sure that I'm getting the fibers involved as well. Uh, some good sugars and some water, which is all mm. of those fruits. And then I mix that up with some like cashews or some almonds to make sure I'm getting the good fats and proteins. This way, it's almost like a lubricant to your stomach where you're not feeling as hungry because your stomach is associated with the good fats. Mm. Um, and then a good source of protein, um, any plant-based protein that I'll take on to allow me 
uh, or allow my muscles to be fed. And then this way it allows me to fast longer in between the next meal. So I avoid the whole snacking deal. And in mm. this way, it's just like, I get my good foods. I'm feeling nourished. My body's feeling nourished. So then the craving for the next meal goes way down. And then when I do finally eat, I just repeat the same thing and allows me to stay nourished throughout the day. That makes sense. So you mentioned that one part, which really hit home for me was that pantry, that pantry, mm-hmm. right? Where it's next to you. What's your pantry look like so that we can get like some background information on like what not or what to buy versus what we should stock it up with? Sure. So having a two-year-old daughter as well, um, mm. there there are, you know, kids, foods in there. There's, you know, snacks, chips, uh, crackers. And there are also for us, uh, we have our nuts, we have different oils, there's also the chips, and we have the junk food as well. But I would I would say that to, to anybody not to steer just clear of food and say, well, I can't have that in my pantry. Mm. This is a lifestyle. I, I would still recommend and encourage people to enjoy, you know, the chips, the snacks, the, the different foods, but more so fill up your body with the nourishing foods first. That way you're craving for those junk foods in the pantry are way less than if you started with the junk foods first and then that's mm. all you're craving for the rest of the day. Mm, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. So it's you're not saying, hey, you can't, <laughs> you can't right. eat uh, chips anymore or whatever. It's, hey, fill your body with what it needs first. And mm-hmm. then the chances of you eating the other items will be lower, right? Right. So even if you're having some snacks, you could throw your snacks in with the meal. And this way, it's almost like you're having a cheat meal every day, but you're still able to lose weight because Mm. you're fasting. (laughs) That's a great tip. Appreciate that. Okay. So we talked about food, right? What about physical activity? Like what kind of tools, tips do you have in that area? Sure. So the starting off my, my morning, uh, I usually start off with fasted cardio. I don't necessarily have like an, uh, an app where it's like, okay, let me enter how many miles I'm going to run or anything of that nature. I do wear a Fitbit and it does track my steps. So that's the other uh, app that I, that I use. Uh, and I start off with, with fasted cardio in the morning. And I try to get anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes in per day. Of straight cardio, get, Tony, of straight cardio. Wow. Correct. And if, if there's anything where I need, you know, that energy kick, I'll just have straight caffeine from cold brew. And the cold brew is only five calories and that does not spike your insulin mm. or break your fast. So mm. when I do my fasted cardio, it allows my body fat to be depleted because it's also being utilized for fuel. And then once I'm done with my cardio, then I go ahead and start doing resistance training or lifting weights. And that way my muscles are being broken down and my body fat still being utilized. And then later on throughout the day, my body fat is still burning because my muscles have been used, um, which allows more calorie burning too. So overall, that's how I typically start my day. And then I just track my steps and I try to hit 10,000 steps a day at the least and give people who I know, um, who I'm connected with just, you know, in a circle of motivation to encourage them to hit at least 2,000 steps before they take in their first meal. So also wow. doing some fasted cardio as well. Wow, that's amazing. 
So you said you try to do cardio uh, uh, every day. Are you building muscle every day too? What's your routine like? So, yeah, so my, my goal is to build muscle and burn fat simultaneously, which is not the easiest thing to do. But when I'm doing the cardio, if it's on the treadmill, I usually go to the gym uh, early in the morning and, and I start with the cardio first just to get the heart rate up. And then I select a certain body part or two to work out on. And if I'm focusing on a certain body part that I either want to you know, better at or improve on the, uh, the look or the form, then I'll aim for that certain body part maybe two to three times a week. Mm. So um, from there, once I'm done working out, I'm still fasting. And before I used to, I used to go by this, this talk about right when you're done, you have a 45 minute window to take in protein. Otherwise your workout was pretty much wasted or your gains were pretty much wasted. And I used to do that. And I really didn't see a difference then, but now when I'm fasting after my workout still, I've noticed a big difference and that's where the body fat has depleted, which allows my muscles to look more uh, dense. And so, and then I feel better because my heart rate is, is up and then my energy levels are up and my blood is flowing. Mm. So I just feel good overall. So you're, are you saying that's a myth? The, hey, within one hour of working out, you need to eat protein in order to like make sure your muscles are being rebuilt. Are you saying that's not necessarily true? Because I heard that as well. Right. As far as calling it a myth, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a myth. Mm, it's just, okay. it just didn't work for me. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And I just feel better the route that I'm taking now and I've seen the change. Awesome. Okay. So we talked about food. We talked about physical activities. The big part for me is mindset, right? Like mm -hmm. I feel like we all know <laughs> you, me, the people listening, everybody knows that in order to be healthier, we've got to do what you're saying, right? You got to eat better. You got to work out more. Just as you know, simple as that. How do we stay on a path? The first thing I would say is you want to be able to have a goal set before you. And it could be a short-term goal. It could be a lifestyle goal. It could be a certain destination goal. But as long as you have a goal set before you, that's where I would encourage people to start. Meaning, hey, there's a wedding coming up that I'm going to either attend or my wedding is coming up. And I want to make mm. sure that not, not only am I looking great, but I'm feeling great too. Because the looks are, are great. Of course, we all love to look great. But if you're looking great and you're feeling really down and you're feeling no energy at all, then it's almost like, well, what's the point? So having that goal of saying, I want to look great, and I want to feel great is the first and foremost tip that I usually encourage people to do. And then from there, you take action. And when you take action on that, that includes writing down what you want to do, like what your goal is. So mm. if it's like, in, you know, by my birthday, uh, I spoke with a guy yesterday. He's like, by my 40th birthday, I want to get to this weight and I want to look like this and I want to feel great. Okay, great. So here's what you do. Mm. Right? write it down first, start taking action, celebrate the small wins, right? You, there may be some setbacks that may come about, but don't let that goal that you wrote down go away. So it's, it's almost like a, a promise to yourself, right? If you write it down. Right. And not? then, okay. 
Yeah, and then you you share that with somebody that can hold you accountable and push you because now you have that person watching you and holding you accountable and it's like, hey, you remember what you wrote down, right? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> where are you at? Right. And 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 just making sure because sometimes with, when we're by ourselves, especially, you know, when we're all being when we're all remote, it's like we can look around and say, Okay, well, nobody's watching me, so I can kind of slack off a little bit. But if mm-hmm. you have somebody checking in with you and they're like, Hey, like all right, where you at? Hey, I'm over here doing mine. I want to make sure you're doing it too. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, let me get on and I'll, <laughs> I'll get back to you. Right. So, you know, having that goal written down and, and letting somebody else know is definitely, definitely key. Ooh, holding people accountable and having people hold you accountable. Exactly. Maybe we need to add some uh, JIRA tasks into ITS <laughs> Pro for, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. people setting a lifestyle transformation goals. What do you you think? Should we uh, ask the department if that's something they would be interested in? That'd be great. Have the priority set to high, have it critical. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure people would not appreciate that, but it's a thought. Okay, so having a goal, obviously that's very important. Appreciate you sharing that. But writing it down and I guess having someone keep you accountable, I mean, those things make sense right? It's like having a study buddy, I guess, too. So yeah, it's just, it's just vital to, to, I guess, in, in the term that I, I'll refer to a while back, it's like having your tag team partner. When mm-hmm. you need some help, you tag them in to just make sure that you're doing okay. And it could be vice versa. And now with social media, and not to jump too much on the social media deal, but when it comes to the social media, if you put a story out there and you let people know that, hey, this is my goal, you have a lot of people that's following you, watching you now. So it's almost mm. like I have to do that. And so that becomes just as vital. And, and it gets to like, even now where I put this challenge out for the month of June. And I was like, let me just see how this goes. And I told people, I said, hey, 2000 steps before your first month, I, I brought that up a little bit earlier. And I put it on social media and I said, hey, 2000 steps for the month of June, every day before you take your first meal. And so this includes coffee with cream or tea with any additives, just to make sure that your, your insulin doesn't spike and that you're, it's, it's going to change your mindset and how you approach things now. And so many people are like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And, and so what happens is when people started to do that, now I'm like, okay, so I know they're expecting me to do the same thing. So now I've got to step my game up. And mm. when I step my game up and then I post it on my story, other people are like, well, shoot, he's posting it on his story. I'm going to send him my steps and I want to send him a video of me doing it. And so now mm. people are watching me and it just becomes this huge circle of motivation. And they're like, I'm on day four. I'm singing and I'm walking at the same time. This is great. This is, I'm in, put me in coach. And I'm like, this is phenomenal. So now it's a bigger accountability group instead of just having one. And that's mm. made a huge difference. That's uh, awesome. I mean, for me personally, I know I work harder or I'll, you know, push myself harder when I'm around people. So when I had to start working out on my own, um, when we all went remote, it was, I wasn't as motivated, right? The people aren't mm-hmm. around, my form's not as good, you know, I could cut it off a little shorter. But when I started mm-hmm. talking to my cousin about it, and we both kind of went on this journey together, because she, her gym was closed, and she couldn't do it with people around me too. Like mm-hmm. it definitely helped. And just hearing how like 
yes, you maybe can't do it physically together right now. Um, hopefully that you know changes soon. Um, doing it on social media, I mean, that's a great idea, right? Motivating mm -hmm. each other virtually is better than not motivating each other at all. So that's right. awesome. All right, Tony, do you have anything else you want to share? Any last tools, tips, techniques that we could provide to the people listening? Uh, sure. So when, when it comes to other, other tools, the other part that I really like about the Fitbit app is it tracks your sleep. And mm. sleep can be overlooked at times where it's like, man, I'm so busy. I only got two to three hours of sleep. That sleep plays a, one of the biggest roles in our daily performance, our daily energy, our daily activities. If the sleep is not there, then a lot of things can fall by the wayside, meaning two to three hours of sleep or four hours of sleep versus eight hours of sleep or six hours of sleep makes a big difference in your hunger, your appetite, the ravenous eating, the mood. So when you have your smartwatch um, and you connect that to the app, also focus on your sleep because that's one of the biggest hormone regulations that we all need to focus on. It does so much because our body gets to rest and when we rest and recover, we grow. If we don't rest and recover, we don't grow. So I would definitely mm. say pay attention to your sleep. Well, thanks, Tony. Appreciate your time and insight. Thank you. And have a good day. Thank you, you too. Thank you, Angie and Tony. As I mentioned earlier, and I am feeling deeply to my core, a heat wave is passing through and it's starting to finally feel like my personal least favorite season, summer. In normal years, and maybe even this year, our young tritons of an amorous nature might wonder what will happen to their school year crushes as they head home and part for this summer. But of course, that got me thinking of a particular tune. I'll be alone each and every night while you're away. Don't forget to write. Bye-bye. So long. Farewell. Bye-bye. So long. See you in September. See you when the summer's through. Here we are, saying goodbye at the station. Summer vacation is taking you away. Have a good time, but remember... There is danger in the summer moon above. Will I see you in September? Or lose you to a summer love? I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.